Hey everyone, welcome to episode 105 of F-Stop, Collaborate, and Listen. This week's guest is Isabella Tabaki. Isabella is a landscape photographer living in northern Italy at the base of the famous Dolomites mountain range. She is relatively new to the landscape photography scene, having only begun as a photographer in 2013. But in her short career, she has made quite a splash. She has already won several photography awards and was re- recently a judge for the prestigious 2018 Epson Pano Awards. Isabella and I had a wonderful cross-Atlantic conversation about her rise as a photographer, her views on the Dolomites, why she loves photographing them, and how she has seen them change in her short career. We also discussed her experience as a judge for the Epson Pano Awards and her views on social media and unsolicited feedback often given by photographers on those platforms. This week over on Patreon, Isabella and I talk about her transition into medium format using the Hasselblad mirrorless system, so check that out. All right, well, this has been a really exciting week in the landscape photography community. On Earth Day, a small but mighty group of photographers launched the Nature First Alliance. If you've not heard about it yet, let me give you some background and explanation. Anyone who has been a nature photographer longer than 10 minutes has probably noticed that a lot of the locations that we cherish and love to photograph are under attack. Trash and litter adorn the trails. Hordes of photographers and tourists trample locations to death. Lifestyle photographers and Instagrammers use nature as their props to gain followers, attention, glory, money, and fame. While these problems may seem separate from nature photography, Many of these pressures on nature stem from people being drawn to such places because of our inspiring photographs as nature photographers, including myself. Most individual photographers has not intentionally contributed to these negative impacts. Still, I strongly believe that we have the opportunity to acknowledge that nature photographers have been a significant contributor to these issues and thus hold responsibility in addressing these trends in a proactive and positive way. If you're like me, you're fed up with it, and enough is enough. It's time to take action. So many listeners of my podcast are probably aware that I've been working behind the scenes for about two years with a small but mighty group of nature photographers concerned about these accelerating trends. We've come together and contributed to the creation of seven principles that we have dubbed as the Nature First Photography Alliance. We have each committed to the following and promoting the practices outlined by these seven principles and encourage our fellow photographers to do the same. If nature photographers do not take this kind of collective proactive action, not only will we continue to see extensive and and irreparable damage to our most precious natural places, but we will also see a growing number of regulations and restrictions put on photographers as a result. If this initiative speaks to you, I encourage you to join as a member of Nature First. I also encourage you to join Nature Photographers Network, or NPM, where you can engage in meaningful discussion about this topic and a lot more, including image critiques, thoughtful discourse, and view some of the best photography on earth. All right, well, thanks for letting me rant. Special thanks to our Patreon supporters and incredible podcast producers who are helping create this podcast and make it what it is today. They're contributing at the $20 a month level and higher. Over on our Patreon page, Michael Howard, Jack Curran, Eric Stensland, Chris Rice, Jeff Peterson, 
Charlotte Gibb, Jason Matias, Anton Everin, Laurie Berenson, Roger Nadell, William Nurse, Ken Dono, Danny LeFrancois, James Bakavoy, Matthias Adfodi Magica, Richard Wong, Kelly Buchelern, Matthew Boone. All right, well, let's get to the show. Isabella Tabaki, mm-hmm. thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. You're welcome for me. It's a pleasure to participate <laughs> in this podcast. A very interesting project. I like very much. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and you're all the way uh, from Italy, mm-hmm. yes. which is awesome. I don't think we've had any native Italians on the podcast yet, so this is exciting for me. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course. Yes, I saw that uh, uh, there are not many Italians, but uh, for me it's okay. It's very, it's a very beautiful, it's a very great occasion, and uh, uh, to talk about uh, my ex- my experiences, uh, the Italian environment, uh, native environment, my art, and uh, and everything. <laughs> All right, fantastic. Well, maybe just uh, for those who aren't familiar familiar with you and your work, maybe just take a moment to kind of mm-hmm. introduce yourself and tell tell people who you are. Yes, uh, I'm a 20, uh, 27 years old professional photographer based uh, in the north of Italy, mainly in Carpi near Modena. Um, I'm two hours and half uh, of hours and also from the Dolomites, from the part of uh, Sutirole and Dolomites. Uh, that's why I often go in the Dolomites and uh, my um, my most famous works are from the Dolomites. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's my favorite environment. The mountain is my absolutely my favorite environment. And uh, uh, even if uh, I was born uh, in a plain area called Pianura Padana, uh, for me, the mountain is mysterious and uh, it's uh, something, uh, especially the Dolomites are in environments that uh, that are very, very um, majestic, uh, that, um, uh, that express the majestic of uh, the nature, the majesty of uh, the nature. And uh, I really like uh, to, uh, to, to base my art about it. And... Yeah. That's awesome. I feel like we have that in common. A lot of my favorite places to photograph are the the mountains here mm-hmm. in Colorado. So mm-hmm. I totally understand why you have an obsession with them. <laughs> yeah, I I would like very much also to explore the U.S. parks and Colorado and uh, many, many other kind of parks. Washington, for example, Washington State oh, Park yeah. is very beautiful. Uh, there are too many things uh, to see in our planet. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, uh, it, I feel like I could travel the world full time and still not see everything that I want to take pictures of. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, Which is a good thing, you know? It's 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 a, it's really awesome that we have so many amazing places on this planet to uh, to to take in the beauty of. 
Yeah, yeah, it's uh, a, an entire life uh, is not enough to explore all these beauties, uh, all these uh, different environments, uh, all this different nature. And uh, also, also the Dolomites from uh, many, many years in the Dolomites uh, are not enough. We're not enough. There are still places that I didn't, uh, I never explored. And uh, it's really, really sad. <laughs> there are many places that are even not famous because, uh, uh, you know, uh, there there is a, a very... Uh, the Dolomites are very, very are becoming very much touristic, especially in some places uh, like, for example, Val di Funes, Val Gardena, um, Alpe di Susi, or also the um, the, the area of uh, Tre Cime di Lavaredo that are very famous. Uh, but there are also many places that need to be explored and uh, still uh, are not being explored too much. And it's very beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So are the Dolomites, are they protected at all as public land or is it all private land? Or how does that work in, in Italy? Uh, in Italy, uh, the Dolomites are simply a mountain range um, located between uh, three um, regions. Uh, the region of, uh, no, not three regions exactly, two two regions, Veneto and Trentino Alto Adige, because Trentino Alto Adige is a, an entire region, but uh, made of uh, two cultures, because uh, there is a culture of uh, the, the Alto Adige, um, named also as uh, South Tyrol, that is the Tyrol of the South, but Tyrol of the North is in Austria. So there is uh, like a Tyrolean Austrian culture, and uh, Trentino, that is Italian culture. And there is uh, Veneto, that is another region. And uh, yes, uh, there are, um, uh, it's based on many national and uh, also regional parks. Okay. And, uh, and uh, are a mountain range that are very ancient. Uh, they, they, are, uh, they are formed uh, uh, 200 millions uh, of years ago and uh, and are really really impressive because of uh, the rock uh, form rock formations that's why many people come from every part of the world uh, to explore them very was very many many people came uh, from all over the world in the last years and before uh, um, the tourism was uh, at most uh, the Italian tourism, but uh, now, um, thanks uh, or because of uh, photography, and uh, many people come. For example, uh, for uh, yeah, have you have you seen a, a pretty uh, sharp increase in visitation over the last few years? Yeah, yeah, very much. Also because when I have to organize workshops, uh, I have uh, uh, to. Uh, called the hotels or the alpine huts uh, very very much many many months uh, before because especially in summer in uh, from uh, june to september but also in autumn because in autumn there is uh, an increasing of the colors uh, in dolomites because of the larches the larches trees uh, become colored uh, yellow or orange uh, there is an, an increase the the tourism increases very much, and many people come. So, and uh, 
And also because when uh, I get there with my friends or with my students, with the teachers or the teach uh, photography, uh, I see so many people, especially in the daytime, not, not so much in the sunset time or when I teach or in the stars or in the night, but uh, many, many people in the, in the trails uh, hiking uh, in, uh, in every part of Dolomite. One of the things that I was wanting to talk to you about in regards to uh, the Dolomites is that um, I feel like a lot of the photographs I see from the Dolomites are very similar, um, like three or four different compositions that um, kind of seem to come up over and over again. Uh, I'm thinking of one where there's this uh, ridge line that leads up to these dramatically tall mountains and oftentimes mm -hmm. clouds kind of pour over that ridge. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's another, there's a couple other classic, classic compositions but what i noticed is that on your website a lot of your photographs of the dolomites are much different and unique and mm -hmm. of compositions that aren't often seen before and i was curious um uh what what has been your approach to and or i guess motivation to 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 capture some of those more unique compositions uh for me uh for me the um, I, I like to be creative, uh, not only on the post-processing phase, uh, but uh, also on uh, the shooting phase. Because uh, the the thing that uh, I love at most to um, about landscape photography and about taking pictures, particular pictures in the mountains or in other environments, is that uh, I like uh, to um, to create compositions to work with the elements I have. Uh, it's, it's given also by the experience um, or also by the talent also, uh, because uh, I started uh, in 2013, like to, to take pictures, to do photography. Wow. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so for me, yes, before I, I always been uh, an eclectic girl. So uh, I, before I studied, uh, did scientific studies. Uh, uh, I was a musician also, and but uh, mm, and I always liked uh, to learn about photography. And uh, since when I learned about photography, I focused only on photography. So it was very for me. Uh, photography is very very important in my life. And uh, um, yes, I'd like to to work with my mm, with the. Uh, the elements I find uh, with the different. Mm, I like uh, to 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 find my my vision, my own vision of uh, the different um, dolomitic uh, mountains of the different uh, dolomites of the, of the of the different landscapes. I don't. Yes, I don't very much uh, to do the composition. Many people maybe may like uh, a composition that they see on on Instagram, on social media, on Facebook, and maybe yes, they like uh, to to copy. No, not copy. To get uh, yes, to do the same because they like it. But sure. they like to to show my own vision, my own uh, point of view, and uh, this is uh, more exciting. Uh, for me and uh, yes uh, before in 
in the beginning of this conversation, you uh, asked me to give uh, um, an advice to the other photo photographers. And my advice, yes, is to uh, get inspired, but and uh, um, try to be creative. And uh, also to all my students, uh, I always... Uh, my my teacher to all my students it's always uh, my teaching is always to 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 make them more creative and yeah. uh, to do something different there are many places very beautiful places like for example Trecime uh, the um, Val di Funes or Alpe di Susi that uh, have many 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 kind of um, yes many kind of different compositions uh, and uh, in every period in every uh, moment can be found something different but always uh, the people uh, try to yes like uh, to do always the same but uh, i think it's uh, the human nature i think yeah um, for you personally how like how did that uh how did that come about for you because i'm wondering did you were you always wanting to get your own unique photos or did you first start out um you know looking for things that you had maybe seen before and did you use that as a a learning tool or did you quickly kind of realize you want like what did that transition look like for you um i yes i learned photography mainly in 2013 and i decided to focus on landscape uh, seriously photography seriously in 2014 2015 <laughs> uh, i of course i i of course loved uh, very much uh, photography also before but never at the time uh, to learn so uh, when uh, because i focused on other things when i learned photography in me um uh, came uh, an energy and new energy and um, a motivation uh, that uh, made, made me um, made, made me want to uh, to focus only on photography mainly on only on, on uh, landscape photography and go ahead and uh, become professional photographer because uh, I realized that uh, that when I I take pictures, I really feel better when, uh, especially um, this is, this started, uh, of course, together with the mountains, exploring, uh, exploring the Dolomites, uh, uh, exploring the different the trails in the Dolomites, exploring uh, the, this uh, kind of environment. And uh, so for me, um, when, when I do this, I really feel better. Uh, as a as an artist uh, as a, as everything and uh, so now uh, <laughs> now for example i work uh, at, at the pictures uh, i i wake up thinking about the pictures and uh, i go to bed thinking about the pictures <laughs> and uh, for me photography makes me uh, forget everything everything bad and also the mountains. When I am uh, in the mountains, I don't think to other things. I only uh, I only think to to the peace I am, uh, and to the to the um, to the in beautiful or to the ma majesty of the nature in which I am. So 
that's why this uh, it was a an an sudden yes there was a suddenly like suddenly and uh, I tried yes uh, I learned photography as I learned I could uh, I could it learn I I I wanted to learn photography then uh, I felt in love uh, with photography and was like yes. Uh, I love what you said about um, when you're exploring and taking pictures and, and being creative, that uh, it's almost like a it refocuses your mind on all these positive things and you start to forget about anything that's negative in your life or in the world. And I think that's such a powerful statement because um, I oftentimes, you know, you know, we talk about on the podcast quite a bit about people that, you know, only shoot, uh, you know, the, look for the same images they've seen online and things like that. And uh, totally nothing wrong with that. Uh, but I love what you said because I think it show, showcases um, what else you can get out of photography if you're open to it, um, potentially, anyway. <laughs> yes. So. Yeah. Well, one of the things I also wanted to ask you about um, in regards to the Dolomites was um, in terms of the environment. Have you seen uh, the environment change at all since you've been photographing it in terms of either impact from more visitation or from climate change or any other things that you've noticed? Uh, yeah, as, a, as I showed from, yeah, since uh, not so many years to see a very, very big change. Yeah, uh, I, I think that um, that the change of the environment, the negative changing of the environment is given, yes, from the climate change, because, uh, of course, uh, uh, the snow um, in, some, uh, in some years is very, very few. For example, mm. yes, last year was not was very very much, know it very very much and uh, too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, very very much. Um, but this year and also in 2016, uh, there was a, a really a lack of snow and rains. And in 2016, uh, really it was really bad the winter, but. Also, not only the Dolomites, also in the Lofoten Islands. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. when I went there, there, wa there was uh, no snow at all. This year, there was very much snow in the Lofoten Islands. and But in the Dolomites, uh, mm, the winter season was very, very sad. And uh, many, many, also many arts and hotels uh, decided to... To close the season before oh, some wow. days before, mm -hmm. and there was uh, only um, there was no only two weeks ago when uh, when I went there the last time, but uh, melted immediately in one day, one two days. Wow! And, uh, yes, was especially on the heights on um, from uh, one yes one hundred and. Five, no, 1,500, and uh, especially an, at uh, 2,000 meters. So it's very, very, yes, it's very sad. Um, I hope uh, that uh, this uh, 
will be not a problem, but for sure will be a problem for this summer because, uh, for example, the lakes, the rivers, but also uh, the um, yes, the falls, uh, all the steams uh, in the in, in the Dolomites, in the mountains, uh, um, will be with very few water, right. and uh, also the huts, many huts that are very much in there are in the heights like for example an art that an art an alpine art that uh, i uh, where, where i always go that is uh, rifugio alberto Realberto in violet towers where i where i took uh, um, a very famous uh, yes a nocturnal pictures that was very famous uh, for uh, that is that uh, people like very much and there uh, when in 2016 uh, they were very sad because uh, they had many problems with water. They mm, they didn't have water in the hut, mm. and I hope that uh, will be not like this uh, to it this year. Uh, yeah, we're seeing a lot of that here in Colorado, where there's just um, I feel like you know one of the things that is misunderstood about climate change, you know, is that it doesn't mean that there's more or less water or, or hotter or colder. I think one of the biggest things that happens is there's larger um, shifts year to year and variation in terms of snowpack and, and rain and things like that, where it's becomes really unpredictable and has a huge kind of, I guess, rubber band effect where you have droughts and then you have floods and um, we're seeing that here in Colorado. Like last year, there was almost mm-hmm. no snow at all in the mountains. And then this year, it was like almost 200% of normal. I mean, it was insane, <laughs> like avalanches yeah. everywhere. So it's yeah. uh, it's really interesting to see how climate, the shift in climate is impacting weather and impacting uh, the environment. And then subsequently, it impacts the things that we're able to photograph. Absolutely. Oh, and uh, another problem that um, that there was in the Dolomites in at the end of autumn and the end of October was a, a terrible storm that uh, destroyed uh, many many forests. Oh wow! There, there are areas that have no trees at all because uh, the trees fall down. Was it just from wind? From wind, wind, and also uh, rain. Oh wow! Very strong wind. Also, it it, it destroyed everything. In the in Veneto, uh, the in the Dolomite, Dolomites of uh, Veneto, people uh, didn't didn't have uh, also the light. They, oh, uh huh. Yes, they had many problems, and uh, also in. Uh, Near in the in the area of Valdega, Egental, in uh, in Trentino, also in Alto Adige, but especially in that area of uh, Catinaccio, Rosengarten, uh, and also uh, in the area of Belluno, Alleghe, for example, there are absolutely. It's very very sad because uh, when I returned to the Dolomites, uh, a month, uh, yes, a month after. I saw this uh, terrible damage and uh, was really, really sad. 
Yeah. Many people because this forest uh, is now will be very difficult that this part of forests uh, will uh, will grow um, will take many many years. Yeah, we have a we have a huge problem here in Colorado with our pine trees being killed off by uh, pine beetles because the winters aren't um, cold enough to kill them. <laughs> so they just keep, um, you know, pop growing in population and then they destroy the pine trees. Like there's huge forests um, here in Colorado that are just completely dead now because of pine beetle kill. And it's really sad to see. Um, yeah. Well, one of the one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, um, you said you got your start in 2013, and mm-hmm. uh, I feel like uh, you're kind of one of those people that had a very fast um, rise in the photography world. Uh, I mean, if you think about it, 2013 wasn't that long ago, and uh, now you're, you know, you're a very highly recognizable. Um, person in photography (laughs) and I'm kind of wondering what would you attribute that fast rise um, to and what was your approach to getting noticed so quickly? Uh, I I think that the the most important thing is the quality and uh, to, to have uh, such a good quality, I work very, very much. And uh, since uh, I want to get involved in photography, I- I'm very determined. So uh, when I, I want a thing, uh, I have to do it. I- I'm very, yes, uh, I, I was, uh, when I like something, uh, when I like something, uh, I, I have to do it, absolutely. So. Mm, for I work at uh, every day, every night uh, because I like it very much. Mm, and uh, sometimes uh, uh, there are um, there are passions, there are but also attitudes that are innate in uh, a person. Mm. And uh, I think that also that uh, experience is something um, subjective because there are people that. Uh, take uh, longer and people that take uh, a little bit uh, less but it's okay <laughs> for me it's uh, it's, uh, it's normal and uh, yes also um, I yes I tried to to get involved in the community in the photo community and uh, for me yes uh, Mm, for me, it's a very good. Uh, I like very much. Uh, I like very much Instagram, uh, even if for photo quality is not great, especially right. <laughs> for the vertical pictures. Oh, it's the worst. But, uh, I hate it. It's very immediate and uh, um, makes me know many other photographers, and uh, yeah. that's good. I like it, uh, and. Uh, I also like uh, to get inspired from uh, the other photographers and uh, mm, like, uh, for example, uh, um, yes, many other photographers and uh, to watch uh, the other pictures uh, and um, take inspiration for new travels. Yeah. 
and uh, for me it's uh, it's very good uh, really it's uh, yes instagram uh, it's a good uh, i don't like so much facebook uh, but uh, yes with social media but uh, also with contests uh, and this uh, makes me know new new photographers and uh, but also to to get to share also the pictures my passions with the other people yeah i'm wondering um as you started as you started out um as a photographer and you started to get a lot of attention uh did you did you engage with a lot of people on social media and um what did that look like because uh one thing i've noticed um that people tend to do sometimes is they will uh you know they will just copy and paste the same comments um on a bunch of people's photos in the hopes uh that you'll look at their photos and then other people spend a lot more time and have um very thoughtful comments that they leave for people so i'm wondering kind of what what has been your approach to engaging with the photography community okay so uh for me my approach to social in social media uh, is that uh, uh i like very much to approach uh, with other photographers in constructively uh, i like uh, uh, to follow the photographers uh, that have uh, pictures that i like I like very much to um, to take his inspiration uh, by the other photographers. I'm very friendly by this way. I of course don't like the people that criticize uh, the other people or uh, that don't have a constructive um, yes approach to the other uh, people. Uh, uh, I don't like uh, the people so um, I ignore that people and uh, I like very much uh, to approach uh, very good to other people because uh, I think that we are all artists and uh, it's very beautiful that uh, we have uh, uh, something to share like photography, for example, photography, art, uh, and uh, also to share the, the love for the nature and uh, everything, uh, everything about it. So for me, it's... Uh, it's a, it's really very it's really very good uh, i um, yes i like to follow the, the other people and uh, follow yes uh, like uh, in instagram and uh, no i never used the uh, bot i never copied and pasted comments because uh, i just like uh, to to have uh, a friendly approach to to the social media and uh, if uh, I like an account, uh, I follow it, and uh, no problem. And of course, uh, Instagram for me uh, became um, became very, very much uh, yes. Um, I built uh, up a very big community, and I'm very happy about it. And uh, yes, that's why I don't uh, I don't always see. Uh, if uh, people follow me or if uh, they write me because I, I have <laughs> many messages. But uh, yes, <laughs> uh, with the people, when, uh, when I know a new photographer, I, I always, I'm always very happy because I always like to explore the world through the, the art of the other people. It's very beautiful. Yeah. Have you ever had someone ask you, 
uh, questions or leave more of a, a critical, uh, I don't know, comment that maybe wasn't intended to be critical, but maybe they were, you know, maybe didn't agree with like your post-processing or anything like that. And if so, what was your approach to responding to those types of comments? Uh, usually, uh, um, in uh, I, I don't, uh, I don't have many comments like this, uh, uh, but okay. in, in the past, uh, but especially from the, from the Italian community, because uh, I don't know, I don't know why, but uh, some people maybe, maybe it, Mm, are uh, always uh, critical because uh, I am a woman uh, or uh, because, uh, mm, yes, I do more uh, post-processing, but it's not true that I do more. Usually I try to to find a compromise and uh, usually I try to to keep my images uh, always very... Very natural, also by the use of, of uh, the, tona- uh, the luminosity masks, ton- because uh, I, yes, I use oh, uh-huh. tonic upper luminosity masks, uh, and uh, I'm uh, in the developing team. So, and uh, for me, it's a very important, uh, it's a very important uh, um, panel that uh, that is my the main element of my workflow, and uh, yes. Uh, if uh, if uh, someone uh, criticizes me, usually I delete the comment because uh, I don't uh, like to fight uh, and uh, to um, I don't like very much to fight. Yeah, okay. People. <laughs> so for me it's okay. Mm, usually I like uh, constructive comments. I like uh, to find a friendly approach. Uh, and uh, and uh, if uh, if not, I delete the comments usually. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah, no, I personally, I, I don't mind getting those types of comments because it's a, it's a fun way to engage in conversation. I think oftentimes from me personally, I think people take things a little bit too personally, mm-hmm. uh, especially like it's really hard to know, um, you know, on the internet, reading a comment, if someone is trying to be mean or if they're nice or if they just, it's really hard to tell the difference. So, I, I tend to just assume people are just curious and want to know and just have a conversation, but I totally understand not wanting to engage also. So I get that as well. <laughs> yeah, yes. It's, uh, I think that uh, landscape uh, photography, but photography in general, is a very large community. So the more it's large, the more uh, you find people that... Uh, criticize you and uh, that are always uh, maybe envious uh, and uh, yes because there are many people different with different characters with different uh, um, approaches uh, in uh, in all over the world so it's very easy to find uh, also the spam the spam uh, it's uh, usually yes, oh, I yeah. get, uh, very much spam of apps uh, from yes, and I delete of course the comments because I don't like people that spam uh, in my profile. I don't know. I'm not. Yeah, you know, like hey, I like your photos. Take a look at mine. Yes, but <laughs> also, yes websites uh, that I don't, uh, I don't know, and then they don't. Uh, also, not about photography. Uh, oh, yes. for sure. <laughs> it's normal when you. Yeah, I, I, the other day I had um, 
you, you can always tell when it's a bot too, because I posted something um, that wasn't even a photograph. It was like a, it was like a little like advertisement thing that I had thrown together for the podcast that had like an arrangement of people's headshots and then the logo for the podcast. And I had a couple of bots say like, nice photo, really like it. And, you know, it's like, it's not even a photo. Like you obviously didn't even, that's not even a human that saw that, you know? Yes, of course. Yes. Instagram is full of it. Also Facebook, uh, but Instagram, yes, that it's a more immediate social uh, as a, a more immediate approach to the, to the other people. Because uh, in Facebook uh, there is a uh, friendship request uh, yes between uh, the the users it's uh, yes it's more easy to to spam yes to right yeah no doubt well let's shift gears a little bit I wanted to talk a little bit about the um, Epson Pano Awards mm-hmm. um, I know that. Um, you were a judge for the amateur uh, category. I think it was broken up into two categories, the open category and the amateur category. Um, and I think open was, um, I guess, more geared towards full-time professionals. Yeah. But I think if I remember correctly, you could yeah. submit photos to either or both at the same time. Um, I, I actually submitted, ooh, five uh-huh photos to that um and uh so i guess a couple things what what was the process like as a judge oh um it uh, it was uh yes the first uh, very very big uh, contest in which i was the judge uh, last year i was the judge in that contest that it's very very important it's from australia and uh, it's uh, sponsored by Epson. And uh, and uh, also in the Kanya Photo Festival in uh, Greece, but uh, yes, it's, it's uh, the Epson panel is very very important, uh, and uh, for me it was uh, really an honor to be judge. Yes, I was judge for uh, judge for the amateur panel, and uh, yes, the the, proce- the processing uh, um, was. The the, judge pro, the judging process judging processing was uh, in August. I remember that I was in Poland <laughs> because I have a sponsor in Poland, so <laughs> I did the judging online and uh, during my my staying in Poland, and it was very funny. There were many 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 pictures, but of course uh, the. Um, there were uh, the, um, the the amateur panel and was very was different was apart from the open panel uh, the amateur yeah is uh, the yeah it's for for yes also the the people that don't do photography full time full time photographer but i think uh, that uh, that um, it's also possible for uh, an amateur photographer to to enter in the open, uh, it's uh, only a different, uh, only to um, distinguish the categories. And it's uh, a really, really a serious uh, contest. Uh, the the pictures were all uh, anonymous. So 
I didn't uh, uh, I didn't realize that the uh, the pictures uh, the yes the the photographers that took uh, the pictures that uploaded so it was very very serious. There were uh, two thousand three hundred pictures, and uh, yes, very much. So I divided them in six days. Uh, I organized uh, to 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 do maybe. 300 pictures uh, per day, and um, and uh, was a very very nice experience because uh, I like very much uh, to judge, and uh, I like uh, to to explore the the pictures of uh, the other people. To uh, to I'm very curious about uh, the other people, the other photographers, and the other artists, uh, the other artist artistical approaches. So I like very much to do the judging, and uh, they was very serious because uh, as judging because uh, we we didn't uh, we. We couldn't. Uh, we weren't able to uh, see, of course, uh, the pi- the picture of uh, the open panel. So it was very serious because uh, we were able to uh, to upload our pictures in the open, but uh, we, of course, uh, we weren't able to see the the picture that were uh, were uploaded in the open panel and we didn't know each other for example i didn't know uh, the other two judges uh, i knew them by name because uh, i i saw that they they were always but right. i didn't have contact with them so it's very 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 serious contest and it was a very great experience as watch yeah i was going to ask you about that because i i knew that you had also participated in the open category and you actually won uh for the i think it was the giga gigapixel yeah, exactly um, the gigapixel yeah. gigapixel image uh, the yeah. composites about uh, the uh, the monterosa hut uh, that is uh, it, it was taken from monterosa hut uh, of uh, the, it's about uh, the Gorner glacier that uh, go- leads to the to the Matterhorn in Switzerland it was a very beautiful, uh, fantastic time, uh, fantastic uh, hiking, and uh, yes, it was uh, the picture is composed by uh, thirty nine pictures, um, composing a, a wall uh, panoramic to one uh, panoramic. So mm-hmm. yes, uh, so. I was also curious, um, and obviously you didn't uh, make the rules for the contest because mm-hmm. you're just a judge. But uh, one couple things that I noticed that I thought I found interesting about that particular uh, contest mm-hmm. is um, when I think of a panorama, I think of a uh, a stitched uh, image that is comprised of several photographs um, to make one image, which I think. It takes uh, it it takes a skill to kind of compose that and understand how to do that. Um, but I know that um, a lot of people in the past um, and this year as well just submitted uh, single images oh. that were just cropped to a two by yeah. one uh, dimension. And uh, I personally don't really consider that a panorama. Um, 
but a lot of those images are submitted and a lot of those images end up winning. I'm curious, kind of what is your thought on that? Uh, yeah, in, in that case, it uh, depends uh, on the judges and it depends on, uh, because uh, some pictures, uh, yes, yeah, some pictures seems uh, uh, panoramic and some pictures, uh, even, of, even if are panoramic, uh, don't seem panoramic. And some pictures, uh, yes, it's... Uh, but yeah, so that's why, um, because uh, the problem is uh, that uh, when the judges uh, see an image, uh, they don't see the raw file. Um, or, right. uh, um, yes, the, how it's large and uh, uh, how it's cropped, because uh, you, it's possible to see uh, if, the, if an image, a panoramic image, it's a really panoramic from uh, also from the yes from the from how on how is large for example because uh, a panoramic image uh, may be taken not only with the dust blood but also taken with the uh, Nikon uh, it's very very big on the largest side oh for sure <laughs> yes, uh, yes uh, it's uh, it's not easy uh, yes uh, depend uh, yes Yes, that's uh, yes. It's the only problem. Uh, it's it's a normal problem. Yes, because uh, it's not always possible. That there are pictures that really seem uh, cropped images and uh, not uh, panoramic. Maybe. Yeah. The other the other thing that um, I was a little bit surprised about when they um, kind of announced all the winners and showed showed the winning images. Uh, one of the judging criteria um, that was explicitly explained in the rules was photos that were um, quote unquote original uh, were, you know, they were, I guess that was one of the judging criteria was originality. And what I noticed in a lot of the winning photos was that they, a lot of them really weren't original, at least not in terms of, um, the location, like uh, you saw a lot of the same, the same old shot from like uh, Patagonia or the same old shot from the Dolomites. And I was curious as a judge, like, did, did you score images that were kind of of scenes that you've seen over and over again lower or did that weight in at all for you as a judge? Uh, personally, as judge, uh, um, I didn't, um, I didn't like yes I didn't like so much to to give uh, uh, too much uh, score to pictures uh, that were taken in Iceland for example in some uh, <laughs> right. in some uh, very famous areas because uh, uh, I'm a little bit tired of uh, certain pictures uh, I saw some pictures from si- Siberia that I like oh, much yeah. but um uh, another yes, another thing uh, yes. Personally, I I always uh, I always tried to give uh, a very a very high sc- score to pictures that um, in places that are not so or with composition that are very very creative and uh, uh, but um, the problem is uh, that. Uh, but that is not a problem because uh, it's good, is right. Is that um, some pictures that uh, I evaluated very much uh, were not in the final because uh, um, the, if uh, even uh, if uh, uh, I 
I put an X score for a picture. Uh, the other picture uh, can can be the other judges can be do can can do much very much on the other pictures. So right, it's not um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> but it's yes, but it's right. But um, yes, also this depends from the judges. Uh, I always like uh, like to yes to give an X score to pictures that are very very uh, uncommon because uh, or special for example yeah yeah they like it very much uh, some um, um underwater pictures very much and yeah i was um i thought that um a lot of the winning images from the amateur category mm-hmm. were a hundred times better than some of the winning images from the open category i was really surprised to see how how little difference there was between the open images and the amateur images. I I thought that was interesting. We were very good as judges in the amateur panel. Also, yes, there was also a very good photographer called Juan Pablo de Miguel. That is, uh, yes, that I suggest for podcast. That is that was also a judge for amateur panel that uh, does a very a very nice pictures with uh, um, a very a very strange, a very uh, creative atmosphere, and I like them. Mm. And uh, we were very good, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you guys did a better job in the amateur than the the open. <laughs> oh, yes. yes, in the open uh, there were pictures. Yes, about Tuscany. Uh, yes, maybe um, the picture about Tuscany was nice. But uh, yes, maybe uh, I know very much Tuscany because it's uh, in it's uh, 200 kilometers from my home. So for me, uh, it's uh, something uh, that it's not unknown. It's uh, a yes, I would prefer some pictures that uh, are like uh, in places that are not visited so much. Yeah, I. <laughs> it was funny. I don't know. Like, I didn't. I knew I wasn't gonna win or anything like that. But I was excited to see kind of where I my stuff rated and um, like some of the stuff that won. Um, I was just really surprised. Um, I didn't. They didn't really do much for me. Although the uh, the Veselin Atanasov, his forest photos were really gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, um, really fantastic. Um, also yeah. another photographer from Korea, I think, Natalien, Nathaniel, uh, I don't know, <laughs> I don't remember, because I have a, a very very few memory about this, uh, about the names, but uh, I liked very much uh, his pictures about the, um, that's uh, the one uh, also the, uh, the open category. Very beautiful. Yeah, uh, Nathaniel Mers. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, his stuff is really good. Yes. I liked his stuff too. Yeah. Yeah, it was just interesting to see. Um, so, as a judge, like, what what do you look for in terms of giving a high score other than something that's original? Like, what what was it that you looked for? Um, can you put a finger on on that for like people that are maybe wanting to enter next year that like what is some of the stuff people look for? Uh, I, yes, I look for uh, um, new composition, new places that um, I never visited, but uh, that uh, not places like uh, Patagonia. Patagonia is fantastic. I think uh, that uh, the mountains in Patagonia 
uh, are among the most beautiful. But the problem is uh, that uh, there are many visitors uh, in the mountains. Uh, so yes, yeah, something new, something new, uh, a new landscape uh, with uh, maybe a composition that uh, is special that uh, never seen. And uh, and the place that uh, some, in some places that are, are not um, that that are not so known, uh, or maybe in places that uh, are famous, but with a composition that uh, that is uh, undiscovered. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, something unique. Yes, I would like to see more creativity. Yes, and, um, because I find it very very funny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can only see so many uh, photographs um, of the same exact scene from Patagonia. <laughs> it's like, it's like oh, it's I don't know. It's it's hard to spin that differently nowadays. I feel like you need to do something different. It's fantastic, but I, I think uh, in in this year, I think um, I, I'm uh, going to invest uh, in uh, travel uh, in in some places that uh, are not so common. And, uh, but it's a surprise. <laughs> For example, yeah, definitely. I I'll go in Russia, but uh, very very far, um, over the Japan coast, and um, and uh, I'm going uh, to to go in Namibia in a week. But not yet. oh, that's all. Yeah, I've always wanted to go to Namibia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Namibia is uh, is still a very 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 the the people. Uh, there are many pictures from Namibia, but I would like, uh, I never seen Africa and um, I like it very much from pictures, from uh, environment from there. And I would like very much uh, to, um, to show my own, uh, my own, um, yes, my own vision from, uh, from there. Yeah, your own interpretation. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm excited about China. I think there's a lot of undiscovered stuff in that country that hasn't even been touched yet. Yeah. Um, yes, me, me too. Um, I'm uh, I'm excited very much about um, yes about the um, the east of the world, like for yeah. example Vietnam. I think Vietnam. I would like yeah. to explore also Alaska. That is not uh, so much explored, I think, because it's very big and uh, also dangerous, but in in some uh, areas. But I think it's very beautiful. And yeah, definitely. <laughs> Russia and uh, and also the south of America, but uh, I don't know Patagonia. Maybe maybe there are also areas in Patagonia that are not explored so much because. Also in the Dolomites, there are uh, many, many places that uh, are not so famous and they're not so much uh, explored or um, taken in, immortalized in pictures. And, uh, right. But maybe that's a very long hike. It's not immediately on the place because uh, many people or many photographers like the places that are very near to the parking or or maybe yeah yes or maybe they follow other other people that um, that do pictures uh, in uh, in very beautiful places like for example the the Sorapics the Sorapics lake that 
It's a very beautiful lake uh, in the heights of the Dolomites uh, in uh, the Belluno area. And uh, it's a lake, a very particular lake, because of uh, thanks to, to uh, its uh, color, that uh, is a light blue color, uh, very strange. And uh, many people go there. The, the hiking is pretty long, two hours, not so much. But uh, the people like very much to go there. And <laughs> there are many pictures of uh, that lake. And yeah, some of the some of my favorite places to photograph here in Colorado requires, you know, ten to fifteen miles of backpacking, um, and you know it's great because it, there's not a lot of photos from those places. But um, I feel like there's, you know the part of the disadvantage is that it's hard for people to connect um, to a place that they've never been before. I think it's, it's, it's hard to, um, to get people excited sometimes about pictures of places that um, are uncommon. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, yes, it's normal, but uh, I, I like it most of the, um, I don't, I don't know why, but maybe for, for my, Yes, from, from my character, I, I like uh, very much the the places uh, that are very difficult to reach. <laughs> I don't know why. Yes, me too. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, difficult, uh, but in everything. Uh, the more something is difficult, the more I like. I don't know. Yep, why. me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess we're just gluttons for punishment. <laughs> yes, yes, but it's good, it's good. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about what you got coming up. First of all, um, I think you had mentioned you have some workshops coming up um, and you've been working with uh, Daniel, uh, is it Lan? Yeah. So what do you got coming up? Uh, yeah. Uh, so um, the next workshops, uh, the next photo tours that I will do, um, yes, I usually do uh, weekend photo workshops, uh, especially maybe for the local people that need uh, only one weekend in the Dolomites. But uh, I always um, um, I always do also um, photo tours. One uh, is always in the Lofoten Islands uh, in, uh, in winter, usually in February or the beginning of March. The next in the Lofoten Islands is uh, at the beginning of February. And uh, it's uh, already on the on the website of Daniel Lan, but I will put it uh, very very soon on my website because I have to do a renovation of my website, mm -hmm. and I never had time. And uh, another workshop is uh, will will come in 2020, always in 2020 uh, in the Dolomites, and uh, will be at the end of June. Cool. From twenty one, it's uh, still uh, it's already in the in the website on Daniel Land, and uh, I they might will put it uh, on uh, on my website very soon. And uh, yes, as uh, and uh, in Lofoten and and uh, Dolomites for now are my specialty, and uh, I. I I hosted also um, a photo tour uh, last year in Lofoten Island, and uh, we had uh, students from all over the world. 
also American. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, are you seeing a lot of uh, competition from other photographers uh, doing workshops in the Dolomites? In the Dolomites, uh, yes. Uh, yes, there is a lot of business. There is a lot of photography business because uh, um, are, are, um, an area that uh, is very, very big. And uh, so, so people... Uh, uh, can uh, can take space from uh, um, many, um, from uh, locations that are, uh, for example, in South Tyrol to locations that are in Veneto, and uh, there are very many many locations as I told you. So there is a very a big business of uh, photo tours in uh, Dolomites. I think it's coming like uh, Iceland or Lofoten. Yeah. Yes, as you know, uh, there is a very, very, very big business of photo tours, like almost like in Iceland. So many. Yes. Yeah, uh, does the Dolomite area have the infrastructure in place to handle that many mm-hmm. visitors, or is it get, becoming a problem? Yes, there. Are, it's um, um as a. Um, and then, uh, yes, one of the questions that uh, in which the people uh, in the group of uh, the podcast were interested to was uh, the many tourists and many visitors in Dolomites and in the Foten. Uh, and yes, it's a very big business for the hotels, for the photo tours, and uh, for the huts. Maybe, yes, for the environment, not because uh, unfortunately, yes, uh, all the photographers and all the human are not all the human and uh, the photographers are conscious about the, the environment. Oh, uh, some of them are, <laughs> some of them, of course, of course, yeah, unfortunately, um, luckily, yes, yeah. Well, cool. So let's see here. I guess my last question is, um, who who do you think people would want to hear um, on the podcast? Oh, yeah. Uh, I um, So um, about famous photographers, I didn't saw Max Rive and Daniel Corden. And uh, yes, my colleague Daniel Lan uh, would be... Very, I would be curious to see him uh, in this podcast. Okay, yeah, I think Daniel and I are Facebook friends, so I could easily reach out to him. I think. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Also, it's also in Instagram, and uh, yes, it's uh, he has uh, many. Yes, he's a very good teacher. Also, it's a very good collaborator for me, and. Uh, Yes, Lana is very yes, it's very good uh, person also, and um, it's uh, a teacher also with me is very good. Uh, so uh, we we are both a very good teacher, and uh, uh, we like to do workshop together because we collaborate very well. Uh, awesome. Yes, mm-hmm. that's always great to find someone who can who, who compliments you that way. Yeah, and trust always. Yes. <laughs> yeah, trust. That's critical. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, Isabella, thank you so much for uh, sharing your your story on the podcast. Um, appreciate it quite a bit. Uh, how can how can our listeners uh, find you on social media? Okay, I'm very happy uh, to 
about this conversation uh, and I'm always happy to um, to explain my heart uh, to to like to share my yes to share my my art and my photography and uh, to answer to all the questions I'm I'm always happy and pleased Excellent <laughs> and uh, people can find you um, on Instagram uh, what mm-hmm. Isa Isabella Scapes, right? Isabella Scapes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a, uh, I like how you did that. It's like two words in one. <laughs> it's very nice because uh, it's different. <laughs> Something. Yeah, I like it. I wish I, I wish my name ended that way. I could do that, but I can't. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Well, thanks to Isabella for joining me on the podcast for a wonderful discussion and for offering those really different viewpoints. I love hearing other people's opinions on these topics as it helps shape and refine my own opinions and belief systems. I hope you also enjoyed the discussion. Well, I want to thank our newest patron for supporting the podcast over on Patreon. Thank you to John Whitaker, who joined in at the $5 a month level. Thanks so much to you, John. I really appreciate you. You too can support the podcast. Just head over to patreon.com slash fstop and listen. Well, speaking of Patreon, two weeks ago, I announced that we are doing a weekly photo theme for patrons of the podcast. The idea is simple. Patrons submit their photographs based on the theme of the week, and I pick my favorite submission and talk about it on the the podcast and on Patreon. We'll try this out and see if people like it. So far, I think people are liking it. Uh, Last week's theme was mystery. So we have about 120 patrons of the podcast, and so far, only about five of you have participated, so your chances of winning are pretty good. We've been giving out some pretty cool awards, but I don't want to tell you what they are because it's a surprise. I really enjoyed everyone's submissions this week, and it was a close call. This week's winner is Jared Hills, Jared shared an ethereal photograph which really caught my eye. And here's what Jared had to say about his photo. I live near the Potomac. We had a day when the water was still quite cold while the air was around 75 degrees. It brought out this fog that enveloped everything. In my attempts to shoot locally, most of my landscape imagery involves some man-made element. Well, I think it's a really cool photo, so you should check it out. It's really interesting and um, I spent a lot of time looking at it so thank you Jared and thank you to everyone else who also submitted there were some really cool submissions this week's theme is going to go along with our announcement of the nature first initiative the theme is earth day so how can you capture the essence of the seven principles of nature first let's find out get out there and create some art and share it with the group on patreon Another way you can passively support the podcast is to use our uh, B&H affiliate link, which is linked in the liner notes, and it's also over on my website for the podcast. Just go to mattpainphotography.com and click on the link for podcast, and you'll see the big B&H link, which will take you to their website. You can search for the photography gear that you're already planning on buying, because I know a lot of you are like me and like to have the latest and greatest gear. Buy your gear and small portion of that goes to support the podcast. Well, you can always follow us over on Instagram as Matt Payne Photo and F-Stop and Listen. And I'd love to see your photos in our Facebook group.
Thanks for listening.